Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, May 7th. My name is Javier Reyes, of course, your host of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which I've spelled out before, but I'll spell it for you one more time. Not one more time, but a couple more times probably. That's J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on either of those accounts if you have any comments or concerns or questions, as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com. If you have maybe a more uh, long, kind of more detailed question you want to ask me, I know you guys like doing that because I know people like hitting me up with things all the time. I know you guys like to talk. Maybe you haven't talked recently necessarily with any questions, but I know you do. It's the internet after all. And today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. So be sure to do that. But today's pod, of course, we're continuing my talk with Mr. Jason Burke. And yes, I know, maybe you guys were wondering, oh, well, where's the Padres thing, man? What's going on here? Are you just talking about movies? Well, yes, I am just kind of talking about movies, but still... I'm happy because this second part, we, we talk about a little bit more of the movie, a little bit about some of the, the performances, and we talk about kind of the, the legacy of the movie and whatnot. But really fun part about this is I pitched my idea for to Jason. I pitched my idea about what I think a fun uh, Padres movie would be. And it's not really the obvious things. It's not something you would expect. Uh, it might be something you would expect for me, but it was a lot of fun. We did some fan casting for certain uh, players and what have you and who would be involved and whatnot and I think it was it was it was a fun little bit and it gave me an excuse to talk about Moneyball more which was or at least it gave me an excuse to it didn't even give me an excuse to talk about Moneyball I don't need an excuse Moneyball is awesome but uh it was it was just a fun bit and I hope you guys really enjoyed the episode uh so without further ado let's get to it Jason now I want to ask you I guess what is is this this is your personal favorite sports movie or is there another one that you kind of feel like is in that I don't know final standings I haven't gone through and ranked them, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, I would probably put uh, a league of their own and uh, major league up there as well. Those would be like my three. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't dabble with uh, other sports when it comes to, you know, my favorite movies. Cause I like baseball. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I go with those three in some sort of order. I might put a league of their own number one of those three, just cause time period and you know historical meaning and stuff and also tom hanks is a national treasure mm-hmm. um yeah Very much so. i can't really name a football movie that i'm like oh yeah that movie is pretty good mm-hmm. uh, the first one that comes to mind is the water boy so that tells you where i'm at <laughs> <laughs> the fo- uh, football movies are kind of they're good but i i agree i actually don't think there's been a i, I remember the titans i guess is the is the closest we have but aside from that you know there's there's some movies out there, but nothing that I feel like really comes close to Remember the Titans. I know some people are fans of Varsity Blue, which is just out of control. That movie's just oh my gosh. We we want to talk about how the Art Howell depiction doesn't age well. This movie, the everything doesn't age well. In Varsity Blues. <laughs> uh, and then basketball, I I haven't seen a ton of like the classics. You know, like mm-hmm. Field of Dreams. Haven't seen. I've heard that it's terrible and it doesn't look very good, so I've just avoided it. Um, wow okay yeah i'm like eh, 
I, I think it's want to have a catch. I'm like, that's not how people talk. Get out of here. I, I don't need that. <laughs> you know, two hours of my life for, for have a catch. And then, you know, uh, I do love, you know, the Rocky movies because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a sucker like that. And the Creed movies have both been great. So, I mean, after those three baseball movies, I'd probably put some form of a Rocky or Creed movie in there as well. There you go. There you go. I mean, that's it's just it's hard. It's a fun uh, kind of thing to talk about. And in a lot of ways, Moneyball, it's definitely really high up there for both of us. It's in a way it's an unceremonious sports movie until like the the winning streak. And they like they don't have too much footage of them playing. and You don't have the epic moments that you usually see in those movies. But if and it feels almost like a documentary in a lot of ways in, in certain like aspects of it when they're they're covering the team, it feels almost documentary ish, which is really kind of I feel like the best when we get those type of true sports movies or true story sports movies dun, 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 dun. transition sound effect ladies and gentlemen now i'm going to talk to you for a second about built bar i just had the coconut flavor actually while i went for a little bit of a jog i tried that one out i've been trying like a new new flavor every day it's kind of giving some excitement something to look forward to in my life i guess it's kind of like a an advent calendar and there it was fantastic i really enjoyed it actually and i'm not traditionally much of a coconut guy actually but then that's that's i guess that speaks to built bar's greatness they are tasty and they basically how tasty are they they taste like a candy bar uh they've got 16 amazing flavors aside from the coconut that one I just mentioned. Uh, bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft, very soft, and they're very easy to chew. And most importantly, since this is a protein bar after all, I mean, come on, guys, Built Bars are healthy. The Built Bar is a great kind of treat for the health-conscious guy, and you can lose or ma- maintain weight while consuming such treat. Uh, bars are also low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. So guys, if you want to check out Built Bar, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Can't wait to try the next one. Now, Jason, this is the the, the fun part of the, the podcast. No, I'm kidding. The whole thing has been fun. But <laughs> I want to pitch to you a, a, just a little bit of a mock idea, a couple of just what I would want a Padres movie to be focused on. If there okay. was a movie based on the Padres. So what I want it to be about, I want them to really lean into the way that the Moneyball leans into the whole, they don't have as much of a budget as other teams. You know, they have that famous opening where it says a hundred, uh, like 33 million versus 32 million. I, I believe that's around the, the, the amount that they show at the very beginning of the movie with the Yankees and athletics. I want them to lean into the Padres being the least relevant kind of team in their state. Right. (laughs) So that's what I want them to lead into. I want it to be kind of a little screwball comedy bit. I want it to almost be about, you know, I mean, the Chargers, who I'm a fan of, somewhat unfortunately a fan of, uh, they're also kind of being made fun of these days for the fact that there are no fans of them in L.A. Right. I want them to kind of lean into the least relevant team of the state thing. And I kind of want to make this a. Uh, just an all over the place movie, and I want it to be directed by Gavin O'Connor. Do you know who Gavin O'Connor is? I have no idea who that is. So when I say the movies, you will know who he is. He's it's okay. very interesting because that that's why I find it so funny is people don't know who he is. He's the one who did Miracle, Didn't Miracle on Ice, Miracle no. on Ice. Okay, you haven't seen it, but do you know of it? Yes, the hockey okay. movie, right? Yes, the hockey movie, U.S. and Soviet Union. He did yeah. Miracle on Ice. He did Warrior. Uh, which was with Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy, which if you haven't seen that, I really recommend it, but it's understandable if you haven't. And then he All also right. just did the the recent The Way Back. 
all three of those movies I love. I think he's really got an eye for sports movies. And I don't think everyone's really caught on to it yet. I just think I like that he's done basketball. He's done hockey. And then he's done, um, what the heck was the middle one? And then he's done mixed martial arts. I, I think he's got an eye for these type of things. And I think this would be a fun movie for him to try out. Because I also want them to actually lean into, and this is the most, oh, you're clearly not a fan of <laughs> the all-timer Padres things. But I just feel like there's been a lot of stories on the 84 team and the 99 team. I would lean into 10 years from now when the Padres have won a World Series after Mr. Uh, Ace GM AJ Preller just was the wheeling and dealing. I'm going to turn them into a relevant team. And I want them to really hone in on him as the main move uh, character of the movie, much like Moneyball does with with Billy Bean. I want them to focus on him being this guy who is like, no, I don't care for the Padres. We're going to spend money. We're going after Manny Machado. We're going after uh, whoever. I can't even think of someone right now. Eric Hosmer. You know what? Okay, so 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 just like uh, uh, just like Moneyball left out uh, Miguel Tejada, we're gonna leave out the Eric Hosmer thing. (laughs) No, we gotta focus on that if we're going for a screwball comedy about uh, a malady of errors. So so you could you could this is fair, but I'm confident that Manny Machado is gonna be great. Eric Hosmer, I don't know. Let's let's just see. This is 100% one of those things where if it doesn't turn out well, then we'll just pretend it never happens. And then we'll say, oh, yeah, he he was waiting all this time for the lucky one. And okay, you're about one of two, Will Myers or Eric Hosmer. Who are you going Um, with? I'll leave out the uh, – I think I'll leave out – Hmm, I'll leave out Myers because at least the Hosmer thing, you could maybe turn that into a comedy bit. You can make that the drama of the movie. You know, every sports movie, they have a part where things are going kind of well, but then they hit a bump in the road, right? Eric Hosmer can be the bump in the road. You can have that epic moment where uh, I I don't know exactly who I want to play AJ Preller. Some guys that I have are the dude who plays one of the Elliot on Law & Order SVU. (laughs) What's someone who came to mind for some reason? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Joaquin Phoenix, and Adrian Brody. Those are some of my ideas. I actually think um, Jake Gyllenhaal would be really interesting in it. Be good at that, yeah. Yeah, I saw him in Nightcrawler, and I'm kind of convinced he could do anything. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Be a little bit intense on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the the Phoenix thing was a a look based. Not gonna lie, the the Joaquin Phoenix thing was very look based. Um, Gyllenhaal, I think is, I don't know. I I, Gyllenhaal's got a weird side to him. He can be a little (laughs) like like like, (laughs) I think he can. I think he can do comedy, and I don't want this. Isn't a comedy, but it's a. I want to call it like it's it's very irreverent. A little bit, a little satirical, almost making fun of the team in its own way. But I want it to be still have heart to it too, and I think that's the the biggest thing about the movie. Really, I kind of wanted to have that same tone that Moneyball has, um, which is what I'm looking for. And obviously, I can't just choose the same directors and whatnot of that movie. Uh, I can't just choose Sorkin and Steve Zillion. But I also think I don't know who I would have play Fernando Tatis, future probably All Star, All Pro Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, Oshia Jackson Jr. is someone that I put down. Which is, it, which is, it could be fun. I I love to see him bulk up for the role. I think he'd be great. I think he's kind of been an underrated sort of performer the past couple of years. He's been in a couple of things, uh, in Grid Goes West and uh, the Godzilla movie, which I didn't see, but I know he was in that. And then Ron Fowler, the the owner of the team. I want Paul Giamatti to play him. Would he necessarily, <laughs> you know? And obviously, after seeing Moneyball, I actually feel like Philip Seymour Hoffman's performance would be more akin to this old like an older owner you know what i mean like that old uh, yeah. kind of a cliche of what an old like 
super white old <laughs> owner sounds like. Uh, I actually think, but obviously, you know, um, play respects, of course, to Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I think that it would be, it, was st- it would just be really fun. I saw this Cinderella man for the first time the other day uh, as part of my quote unquote research for the sports movie bracket I've been doing. Oh my gosh. I just love Paul G. <laughs> I just think he's amazing. <laughs> Um, but those would be like the three main people, you know, I, I want, I want Paul G. Monty to play Ron Fowler, AJ Preller. I think Jake Gyllenhaal director, Gavin O'Connor and Fernando Tatis Oshia Jackson Jr. It's fine. Paramount. You can contact me if you want my idea. That's fine. Uh, I also want Michael Payne in this movie. Don't I have any idea who I want him to play. I just want him in the movie actually. <laughs> um, and you know, there's other players on the team. There's Tommy Pham who. It could be a big focal point of the movie and he could be not a focal point of the movie, but it could be like the right after they get over that bump in the road, the whole, oh man, the Padres are serious. They're trading for these, these good players. And I think the movie should, I think it should actually end with the Fernando Tatis kind of explosive um, first year, or at least that should be kind of the ending of the movie. And then the movie should end with the team heading into 2020. You get a really dramatic shot of all of them entering the dugout and then you have the title, like the words, right? You have the words that come over that the Padres ended up winning three of the next five World Series. Uh, Fernando Tatis won the MVP. Manny Machado, most improved, whatever, you know? I, I think that that's absolutely going to happen, so. <laughs> Eric Hosmer still got playing time. Yes, um. Eric, Eric Hosmer <laughs> should be in there. Will Myers, we can ignore. Although Will Myers, and I've talked about this before, the, I, Will Myers is, is hated by a lot of uh, the Padres <laughs> people not a lot of them i can't speak for everybody but it's it's made fun of for the team but i at least understand that contract he was younger ish he was like 26 i'm gonna say when they they gave him that extension he had that pretty cool season where he bad like 250 almost a 30 30 guy which i know is fantasy stats but hey we're talking numbers and stuff we're talking about money ball for for god's sake uh but i can see them doing that and being like hey look this might be this former rookie of the year you know eric hosmer this kind of just a steady good player. And I, I say good, like good, good. He's a good player, not a gold glove first baseman by any stretch. And he was, he had the ultimate contract here. That one is a little bit less defensible than the, the Myers one. I could see you getting excited by a younger uh, Will Myers just kind of showing off. But for Eric Cosmer, ugh, oh man, I don't know. And I like Eric. He's cool, but I just wish he could play. I don't know. A little better. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's the guy uh, from Peaky Blinders? Um, I forget his name. Huh. The I main haven't guy. seen Peaky Blinders. I'm going to see. Hold okay. On. He was need... Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Oh, oh, um, Killian Murphy, Cillian Murphy. Yeah. What Ooh. about him as uh, AJ Preller? Ooh. Oh, I love that. I think that actually changes the movie a lot. It I think does. that changes the tone of the like, movie. No, make the trade. Yeah, uh, yeah. A little bit of humor too, I think. I think he could be. Yeah, I think he's got a little bit of humor, but I think it would be almost now it'd be really veering into dark, or like a little bit more of a darker comedy. It would be very, um, not not ghostly. How do I put this? Oh, that's a really fun pick, actually, because I would love to see what that guy looks like in a sports movie. It would be very him versus the world. I think. I think that you. That's kind of a lot of Killian Murphy's roles. I'm sorry. I want to see him in a baseball uniform. I think that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. And uh, the Batman. <laughs> Just uh, uh, the uh, the Eric Hosmer. No, it's he's he's one of a kind player. Uh, I actually that's that's kind of the 
the area I'm veering towards. I know the Padres fans want me to do something, you know, a Tony Gwynn movie and whatnot. I'm not interested in biopics personally. I think biopics are fun and I, I enjoy them, but I think a lot of times it's just, it's too much of a cop out. So I thought that'd be funny to just kind of talk about what I would love a Padres movie to sound like or be like, I should say. That'd be interesting. I, I'd probably, uh, I'd watch that. <laughs> yes. All right. I won. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Zing transition sound guys uh here to talk to you guys for a second about our old buddies at guess get wait for it wait for it you know what's coming postmates if you're like me you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch i love food and that's why i love using postmates but i kind of love them even more right now because i can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up, you guys need to be supporting your local neighborhood spot right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100, that's right, $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Um, Jason, do you have any kind of final thoughts? Do you have any final words of encouragement for A's fans that you want to get out there because personally I, I'm still I'm definitely rooting for you guys American League I don't have to necessarily worry about that and the A's just one of those teams every like three years they just come back <laughs> they're like the walking dead in a lot of ways they're the the night walkers whatever they're called the the white walkers the white walkers they're always coming back and you got guys like Matt Chapman so any final words I think my my big thing is just a question for you perhaps Let's do um, it. Towards the end of the movie, they uh, mm-hmm. Billy Bean said, "If we win, we'll have changed the game." Mm-hmm. And you know, like, anybody can win. If we win, we change the game. Do you think that that still holds true almost two decades after it was said, and a decade after the movie came out? Uh, that if the A's win a World Series, it will change the game, or have people, you know, like uh, the Astros are the big one, the Yankees, Dodgers, you know, uh, the the Rays. Have they overtaken? I mean, they've overtaken the A's analytically uh, for sure. But do the A's still have that? You know, they were the first to the dance kind of thing. Uh, does it still hold any sway for you? If the I A's would. Win? I would say, I don't know if the A's winning now means they changed the game because we have teams like the Royals, for example, that won. That wasn't a necessarily historically kind of rich team, and honestly, the the Royals were. They were they didn't like change the game, even though they did win. You know what I mean? We still teams are building and trying to do the same sort of thing. But they were definitely a unique uh, World Series team. They were a World Series team that their best offensive player was kind of Eric Hosmer in his last year, which is pretty insane to think about. And they were just this team built on elite defense and an unbelievable bullpen and one okay starter. You know, like a, a mid. Uh, if I had to do like a top thirty starters, he'd be like maybe like number twenty or something like that, right? That's kind yeah. of, a, a, in my opinion, unique for a World Series team. Usually there's at least like two stars 
on every side, on both sides, both pitching and offensively, like legitimate stars, not just stars of the team. So I actually think the Royals were that first team to kind of do that. Um, and the Astros, like you said, I mean, you know, no one wants to hear us praise the Astros these days, but the Astros <laughs> just let's uh, pretend that didn't happen for a second. The Astros. Yeah. They're this team that they kind of tank. They, they did the draft really well. And then they, they get Correa and they get Bregman and all of these top players at each position all coming up. They kind of hit the lottery in every sense of the word when it comes to drafting players and developing players, with the exception of Altuve, who just showed up like he was just their savior, practically. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. I think if they did win back then, it might have changed things a little bit, but it's also not like what Oakland did hasn't been replicated in some sense. You know, I think teams have kind of caught up to it. They mentioned the the Red Sox. They said the Red Sox uh, won embracing the philosophy first champion by the A's, right? I yeah. think that it would still be awesome, though. I think it would still be really fun and the, the underdog type of thing. And despite all the the World Series champions that aren't New York and whatnot, you still get, you still get your Red Sox in there. You still get your Chicago Cubs, who, yes, it had been 100 years since they won. But they're another team. They're still a big market. You know, they still have that type of budget to have been able to go after that ring as much as they would like. Um, but that was a really long, overly dramatic kind of way for me to answer your question. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, say... they also, the A's also haven't, you know, gone to the depths that like the Cubs or the Royals who were just terrible for two decades or, you know, the Astros tearing it to the, to the studs, the A's have been not like super competitive, not like, you know, world series contenders every year, but they haven't been, you know, get the first pick in the draft and rebuild that way team either. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know if it's a different way, if it's just a more inefficient way, but they're, they're doing it their own kind of way. And, you know, I, I still feel like, they would get like a, a a perseverance award or something like that mm-hmm. uh, if they won the World Series. <laughs> yeah, for sure, it would definitely be a a fun story. I know that. I mean, the the Vanity Fair profile pieces we would get on a bunch of these players and everybody in Oakland, like it would be a fun story for sure. I definitely think Oakland winning, with with few exceptions. Obviously, I'd love if the Padres won too for reasons I've mentioned and why I would love that movie on them. Uh, I think Oakland, out of all the teams that kind of have it won or have it won in a while, they would probably be the most interesting just from a story kind of narrative perspective. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, it's not, it's not completely far off. You guys have a lot of good players. Matt Chapman is low key, probably one of the three or four best third basemen in the league at minimum in a lot of ways, because of that unbelievable glove that he has. So, Hey, you never know. You never know. The whole thing with uh, this quarantine and, you know, baseball being shut down, which, is fine. Uh, like they're going to lose Marcus Semyon and Liam Hendricks and Myers yeah. to a lesser degree. And so 2020 was kind of a year they were hoping for to, you know, make that big push in, in the postseason, maybe get past the ALDS huh? mm-hmm. for the first time in a decade, um, decade and a half crap. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, and with, uh, you know, everything that's going on, maybe owners aren't going to be spending as much. Maybe they can re-sign Semyon for one year as like a, hey, it's been a while kind of thing. And you know, <laughs> he's from the area. Um, so maybe they can get him for a little bit less. But, I mean, that's kind of not fair to the players, too. But I feel like if the A's are going to be competitive in 2021, if there's seasons, I don't know when baseball's coming back. Uh, they might have to open up, you know, 
open up the pocketbook a little bit and be like, hey, we're going to go after this guy and this guy and this guy and, you know, have like three $20 million players. And it wouldn't be like the team that they've been building this whole time, but they'd have like some legitimately good stars, depending on how the market is, obviously. Um, but I feel like owners are going to be a little bit cheaper, you know, that this winter and maybe that's new market inefficiency. Right. And, and you, you brought up just a great point. Um, for sure. There's a lot of teams that are being affected by the fact that there are some people they get for one less year, or this is supposed to be some guys are entering for free agent years or what have you. Um, so definitely that is, that's a really big, uh, a minor storyline. Don't get me wrong in the grand scheme of things, of course. But yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. It's it's going to be very interesting. But Jason, I must say, just to to kind of conclude on our really long and highly anticipated <laughs> conversation, I guess, um, I just want to say shout out to underdogs, Padres, and Athletics, um, underdogs forever. If you don't root for underdogs, something is wrong with you. Uh, I genuinely kind of believe that is a philosophy in life for the most part. Uh, Jason, I hope you had a fun time. I only root for underdogs, if that makes you feel better. And uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, I will be glad to do this at any point. We can start planning it now if you want to, and then uh, we can get it going next couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Sounds good, man. All right. Take care. Hey, you too, man. And alakazam! We are done with uh, the conversation with Mr. Jason Burke of Lockdown A's, guys. Be sure to follow him and his show on Twitter. He does a great job. Love talking with him about Moneyball. And love doing my little pitch for what I would like a Padres movie to be about. Very predictable, guys. I know me, the millennial dude who's talking about doing uh, a movie on the team in the last 10 years. But I thought it was really fun. And I thought it was really fun doing the fan casting. And really, the the the, the Killian Murphy part was, was just such a great suggestion. I'd love to see that guy in a sports movie honestly and see him in anything that is kind of not fun but something that's more lighthearted. I feel like he's always doing these like very serious dramas but I, I love Kelly Murphy he's he's great so I hope and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode like I said um, and that about does it now tomorrow I think I'm going to be posting not think I know I'm going to be posting part three of the movie Madness Bracket uh, that one was a lot of fun we talked about 42 versus Bull Durham was probably our most contentious matchup that we had a lot of trouble going against and you guys are definitely going to want to listen to that it was really a lot of fun uh, debating and, and conversing about that and all the other movies part of the the third region of the bracket um and then next week we're going to be talking about maybe some individual moments in Padres history and I'm looking to get some guests on the show and just be a little bit more not movie based because I know that this whole week basically has been movie based and um got a lot of fun ideas for the future for sure a lot of just fun baseball stuff man and I hope you guys really enjoy listening I know I enjoy making the episode and talking into a microphone pretty much every day it's a lot of fun uh, but with that being all said, that about does it. That actually doesn't about do it. That does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the pod wherever you get your pods from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the SoundCloud. Nope, not SoundCloud, the Overcast app. I don't know why I was about to say SoundCloud there. And also remember to follow the show or myself on Twitter, like I said at the top of the show. And also if you guys would do me a favor and check out Lockdown Fantasy Baseball, Hosted by the homie Scott Cohen. Just tell your smart devices to do that. I know he's been doing kind of like a ranking thing lately. A power rankings of teams and talking about their fantasy players. And he's been doing them in order of worst to best. He did Pirates today. And let me tell you guys, I'm eyeing my feet. I've been eyeing my feet. Scott, you better not let me down. You better have the Padres pretty high up there. Or else I'll be writing an angry note. Maybe. Not really. I won't be doing that. I'll be just probably 
making a fun tweet on Twitter. I don't know what. That's what I always do. I always threaten people with with uh, if they better if they go against my favorite things or whatever. And then really, what happens is I send them like a meme or whatever. But anyway, enough of my outro, guys. Until next time, stay safe and of course stay faithful, my friar faithful homies. Take care. <laughs>